It is that time of week again. Uh, Sunday, 9 p.m. Central European time, 3 p.m. U.S. East Coast time. And this is the European Ham Radio Show. And um, we're also on your favorite podcast player. Hey, hello, podcast people. (laughs) And um, I need to just see if I can uh, get all these statistics up here. So uh, let's do our Ham Radio Weeks with someone else than me. (laughs) I'll start. I'll start. Go ahead. Go ahead, Walt. Uh, Ham Radio Week was um, this was kind of a crazy week for me. Uh, last week at my old job, uh, yet uh, Friday was my last day, so I've been working a lot of hours. Didn't do a whole lot with Ham Radio, but um, really wanted. I've, I've had uh, I wanted to build an antenna out of a couple slinkies. <laughs> Excuse me. So um, slinkies for those of you guys. I, you guys call them something else there. Spiral wire uh, toy things that we call them slinkies here in the states uh built um the thing that goes downstairs automatically the slinky that was the way the uh, commercial on the u.s tv used to be back in the day but anyway i built uh i've built verticals out of them a couple times and um and i had never done a dipole and i've seen other people that have done dipoles but no one i've never i couldn't find anyone that had done a vertical dipole so i put two slinkies up on a DX Commander 10 meter expedition pole with right dead center. I used the nine to one on and then the two uh, spiral wires uh, up. Uh, t- man, it was under from from 10 meters to 40 meters. It was all under under two two to one in SWR. It was pretty good. I mean, it, I, I had to use the tutor really, but but um, mm-hmm. great. I was I was surprised how well it worked. So put a video up this morning of that but i had a good time with the sl- vertical slinky antenna that was uh that was my kind of had it planned all week but that was it um and uh like i said now i've i've I started a new job this week i'll have more time because uh the new job I'm, I'm in my office right now this is the new work office whereas i used to drive somewhere close to an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening so that's Two hours a day that I can put in the ham radio now that I, you know, instead of driving a car. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, so that was my week. And uh, it was, it was a uh, kind of a, it's, you know how it is. It's always kind of sad when you leave a job. You've been around people for a long time and working with them or whatever, especially that one, that job, man, I went all over the world with it. But um, I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm, I, I want to kind of slow it down and, uh, and, and, get out of my bed, walk across the hall, walk into my office and go to work. You know, I'm looking forward to that. So, and then you only need to put on a shirt, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know what I, I might only have a little shirt right now. <laughs> Sounds lovely. Oh, that's fantastic. And I, I loved your slinky video, Walt. Um, it was, um, it was creative and uh, it, it was fun to see that it actually worked because I was thinking, how is he going to do that when he presented the idea on Facebook? But uh, you pulled it off, man. Thanks. I, you know, the other thing, too, I'll go ahead and give this away. Um, um, I had a lot of Russian Cusos in it. And um, Friday when I left the job, I also uh, parked my security clearance now. So I don't have a problem. Making QSOs any country in the world now and putting them up on YouTube because I don't have to worry about the guys in black suits knocking on the door anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jeff says he's glad to see that we're playing with a full deck of cards this uh, this weekend. That's right, Jeff. We got to play with the cards we're dealt. 
Yep. I, I'd like to go on record and say that I never play with a full deck of cards. Um, same here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you have a few extras up your sleeve, right? Could be. Yeah. It's never 52. So, um, I'm any... sorry I missed you guys last week. As a matter of fact, when you guys were on, I think I was I, I was activating Poda like right before or just before you guys were on. Yeah, I, I saw your spots and I tried to to get you uh, just before the show, but uh, I couldn't hear you. Well, I did the live stream last Sunday morning, and, and yeah, as you can see, I, I made it private and got it off my channel. That was a disaster. So, like, <laughs> do something. So I went out. I went to uh, Wright Brothers Memorial. That's the hill. This well, it was the sand dune. That's the hill where uh, the Wright Brothers started man flight. The with the right flyer there did that. That was fun. But hey, the cards is here. It's nice. I'm, like I said, I'm with Bob. I don't never play with a full deck. But <laughs> uh, so Tobias, you've had a big ham radio week. Uh, well, I had an expensive ham radio week, but uh, <laughs> yeah, let me uh, find the right button to press. Uh, yeah, so I basically have uh, uh, two videos coming up uh, out uh, the big QMX build uh, video comes out uh, tomorrow. Uh, then I did a short uh, video about my fake M2 tech lithium cells uh, that I bought uh, late night or early morning uh, on eBay when I thought, hey, I need some batteries when I woke up in the middle of the night and of course not string <laughs> thinking straight and buying the first stupid thing that comes up and of course it was a scam. And then I got my uh, Kenwood THD 75 and I've been playing with it and fighting with the menu system and trying to, you know, find my way into it. But, but it's uh, on the hotspot now. So D stars working, uh, APRS is also working. Um, but yeah, I like with any Kenwood radio, there's every button is two or three times, uh, uh, has two or three functions, depending well you hold it, you, you use the F, button or you shift hold it and so on so it's yeah needs a bit of uh training yeah that was my ham radio week basically sometimes when the f button doesn't work right Tobias? <laughs> right yeah <laughs> uh but uh but i mean um the, the, i was gonna say uh, i've seen those videos but that's because we uh, have a tendency to share our videos before we drop them with uh, each yeah. other Be so. internal beta testing that it's not yeah. so embarrassing <laughs> um but uh, I, i'm just so happy that i'm not the only one that uh uh tend to go on ebay and aliexpress when i get up to pee uh <laughs> in the morning <laughs> I don't even have to go up to pee. I can I can do that from the bed on the on my phone, easily, often. Uh, order things on eBay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was gonna say uh, you're at an age as well that you perhaps need to get up sometimes. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. No. Uh, how's your ham radio week been, Bob? Uh, let's see. Uh, several things. I've been uh, practicing um, CW. And um, that's going really nicely, I think. Uh, they say you reach plateaus uh, when you start uh, listening to, uh, to CW and decoding. And I've noticed and I, I just ignored it and kept on, kept on, kept on. So I, I've probably been listening to uh, and decoding CW for... 
three quarters of an hour every day, uh, spread out uh, over the day. And uh, I'm, I'm I'm starting to get it. I'm, I'm listening to, uh, I don't know if it's like this all over the, the world, but in Norway, repeaters normally have their call signs uh, sent uh, every once in a while in the CW. And I'm starting mm. now to have an idea which repeater it is that's uh, identifying on on the air. And uh, that's that's amazingly uh, interesting to, uh, to me. That's almost childlike uh, enthusiasm when I, when, I, when I hear these beeps and I can actually understand what's um, the point of it. Um, so really, really looking forward to continuing that journey. And uh, I'm going to make it, guaranteed. Um, that was the CW status. Uh, I haven't gotten really far, by the way. If you, for those of you that uh, knows about the Morse code ninja, I'm now up to uh, the number four. Which is less than twenty five percent through, so I haven't really got, gotten far. But I think uh, the things that I've learned so so far has been um, that they're um, they've attached themselves to my brain, and uh, that's a good thing. Uh, and I did a summit uh, yesterday, uh, Lima Alpha Victor Fox zero zero three. It's a nice uh, summit, uh, about six hundred meters above sea level. Uh, no one's been up there since uh, it started snowing, it seems. So I, I walked up on snowshoes. That was uh, took about two hours from the car. Uh, nice activation, uh, probably about 30 QSOs on 20 meters and uh, walked back down. And uh, I was planning on doing another one today, but uh, my body said, please don't. Uh, so I went with uh, Morton uh, for a um, Parks on the Air. Two Parks on the Air. Two Parks on the Air. Yeah, uh, Morton and uh, Sierra Alpha Six uh, Tango India Golf. Uh, we uh, we went uh, together. Um, uh, I'm going to let Morton talk about that, and that was pretty epic. Uh, and I also built a uh, built. I also created a uh, power pole mod for uh, a small uh, lithium ion phosphate uh, battery, and I even created a video of it. So if you, if you're interested in seeing how I soldered together some wires, uh, you can and have sixty seconds to spare. You can find them on uh, my YouTube channel. And, um, and and just a question there though, do you solder your power, power poles? You don't crimp them. Yes, I do. Is that because you don't have a power pole crimper? It's because my power pole crimper doesn't make nearly as uh, good uh, connections as uh, as uh, when I solder them. So <laughs> probably I don't have the right one. Uh, but... Is yours yours from AliExpress as well? Uh, I think it's from eBay, but it, it's not one of the uh, $10 ones. It, it was, I actually bought a proper one, but I, yeah. I don't think it goes through. The, the reason it might not do a good job is that my power poles are clearly from AliExpress. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that, uh, yeah, I bought a bag of uh, 50 and uh, that was uh, something like $20 or something, and that's, uh, that's not the original uh, power poles for sure. Maybe and I see, see Walt, Walt's got a power pole crimper there. There, there's that's clearly not an original crimper no. as well. <laughs> Maybe that would go well with my non-original power poles. So, so yeah, no, I soldered them, and uh, I've had, I've had, I have not had uh, any problems with that. I think it works uh, nicely. I understand the, the people objecting to it. They say that they will break easier, and uh, but I also got some. Uh, rubber hoods that you can put over the uh, the power pole connector uh, to well uh, sort of grip it easier and also for a bit of a, if you use some tape you get a bit of strain relief on uh, on the cables i haven't had any problems with uh, any of that so i'll i'm going to continue doing it that way and, excellent uh, yeah, check it out on uh, on my youtube channel that's linked uh, pretty much all over the place on the uh, this channel on the blog uh, everywhere that's, excellent uh, that, uh, and walt 
congratulations on the on the new job. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and I, I have a question about that because in Norway, at least in my contract, I have uh, if I want to quit, I have to stay for three months. It's not like I, that already. No, it's not. But I, out of courtesy, I gave two weeks notice before I left. I told him, you know, that I was working two more weeks and then see you. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's. Uh... I'm, I'm actually at the first level of uh, legal retirement here in the United States. So I could uh, in June, I turned 62 in June. And that's what we call early retirement. So I could go out and just retire. If I wanted to in June, but I'll get too many bills and too many radios I want to buy. So I'm going to keep working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds um, good. Sounds good. I'm thinking I'm going to go next since uh, we're going to continue on that uh, Poda expedition. Uh, but I'm going to start by what I did last Monday, actually. And I'm going to switch to the overhead cam because I built this FM radio receiver. Uh, turned out to be a pretty easy build, although it only received static. So uh, I must have done something wrong uh, building it. Um, but uh, since we're there, I got three more kits. They're sponsored by Christek, um, Norway's um, best ham radio store. And that's my opinion. Nothing he told me to say. Uh, we're giving those away later in the show. So be sure to watch long enough so you can win one of these kits. Three kits shipped worldwide. And um, to the last winner, um, your kit is also going out when I ship these. So uh, I'm really sorry about that. Besides that, not much of a ham radio week, actually. Um, well, it has been a great week. Uh, on Friday, I had Friday off, so I built an antenna at 10 meter j -pole. Watched one of uh, KB9VBR's video, Michael Martin's, uh, where he gave, gave really good instructions and dimensions for a 10-meter J-pole. So um, yeah. I put that together in 45 minutes, went out, did a poda, 18 QSOs, 16 of those were North America, um, and the furthest one was California. Wow. So that was pretty nice. And... Um, had a non-radio day yesterday, uh, went out this morning uh, together with Bob and Simon, SA6TIG, went to Sweden. Uh, first, we did um, G5RV Poda in one of the parks, uh, 20 and 12 meters, got, I think it was 18 QSOs, one Canada, rest Europe, nothing too exciting. And then we went to the beach to another park, put up the 10-meter J-pole, and... Um, Let's put the map. It works good. It, it works. It helps. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the salt water and that antenna. Let's see if I can put this up here. <laughs> uh, this is just, I mean, this is the best poda I've ever done. Hmm. Seriously. Uh, I mean, we had 41 in the log. And let's see, two, four, five. Now, four were Europe. One was Africa. One South America. And the rest was Canada and the U.S., Everywhere east of the Mississippi and a couple of stations west of the Mississippi. How much power did you run? Uh, 100 watts. Yeah, that's nice results. So. And I think that was my first Venezuela on sideband, actually. Hmm. And cool. the good the good thing about 10 meters now is that you skip over all of the European stations. <laughs> Said the, the host of the European ham radio show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You, you get the AU. <laughs> you, you get the DX though. And and I mean, 
you yeah. really want to get the DX uh, DX when you're out there. And um, 45 autos actually said in Discord that he heard us with a bit of QSB. So he didn't answer a call. And um, a guy in Virginia was not on his radio at the moment, but we got several other people in Virginia. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, my Virginian brothers. And he should uh, that you can often then double with somebody else in Europe that you don't hear. Yeah, you, you can do that, but you just got to just press the gas pedal down and go yeah, for yeah. it. Yeah, tell me um, there's a big banner as well. There's uh, plenty of room. So. Yeah, yep. and um, I usually, when doing 10 meters, I try to stay within the U.S. tech segment, 28.3 to 28.5, I think it is, isn't it, Walt? Yeah, yeah that's that's the tech. So, uh, so we're we're able to uh, we're able to just uh, reach everyone in North America because that's the way. When I go out in the afternoon now, it's that's the way ten meter propagates. Hmm. Ten meters, man. When ten meters is on, it's what a what a cool band. I mean, it really, and it's quieter. You know, it's quiet and really. When ten meters is, it's just on fire. It's on fire. I love ten meters. Yeah. My favorite mode and band combination is still 10 meter FM. Like yeah, when you have yeah. that, that and a good, uh, good radio, good uh, band conditions, that's just amazing. Have you ever hit the uh, New York FM 10 meter FM repeater? No, I've only done Simplex. Okay. One, of my, one of my club mates here uh, where I live uh, opened the, the, the uh, 10 meter repeater FM in, uh, in uh, New York. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a QSO with a guy in Sweden over the New York 10 meter repeater once. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you something? I've never hit it. I've tried it. I can't even hear it. I've never hit it from here, and I'm close to New York. I mean, I'm probably... But you could, you could probably hit the Switzerland repeater, though, the way conditions are now. Right. I probably could. But, uh, yeah, so, 10... Uh... But, but I mean, that, that feeling of having a QSO with a guy in Sweden over a repeater in New York, that's just amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. So um, let's see. I think that was my entire ham radio week, actually. Uh, Shetel? Yeah, did you get like that Warthog award as well? Was yeah, I right? did. Uh, that was, no, wait, that was, I think that was, was on Monday. That was on Monday, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, you're, I, I went on put on Monday as well. Um, five parks, uh, five park rove in, uh, in one day, but I cheated a little bit. It was a twofer and a threefer. Yeah. So I only did two activations, but uh, they were in two different countries. So I hope that counts for something. Yep. Congrats. So, uh, yeah. That was also was also a lot of a lot of fun actually getting that award, and um, because I've been wanting that award for two years since I started doing Boda. Shit, mm. uh, you're awake. Yep. Yeah, I'm showing a few photos. Yeah, I'll uh, add them to the stage here, as the button says. Yep. So this week, uh, it's been a soda week. Uh, this is from today. Uh, short little hike started off at that farm up there and ended up on a summit behind this one. A uh, beautiful day and some amazing pileup on 20 meter SSB. Like uh, 10 minutes, 23 QSOs. Uh, that's quite active to be soda. Um so this is like the same terrain. Really beautiful place to hike. Uh, Monday, steep, horrible hill. This one uh, doesn't look very much. Like you drive by it and think there's not much. So from this point and up to the summit there, it's 600 meters and 250 meters straight up. Uh, so that is, the, <laughs> that that is, is something to feel. 
<laughs> I would say it is uh, it's in the category of steep. Uh, so it's not my favorite hill, but it's beautiful. And I got some really nice um, drone footage. I got some more training for you guys that I put in Discord. Uh, I think it was portable. Uh, I'm not sure if you, anyone decoded that, but that's in that video. Uh, and this is the view from the summit up there. Uh, I also got an award, uh, which I've been working on since this summer, since I haven't been in Porto that much, and that's this one, N1CC. 10 bands, 10 uh, parks, and that is interesting to get. So that, that is quite uh, an achievement. Uh, that that is a real achievement, uh, getting yeah. that. Thanks. So the last one was a two-meter QSO, which is hard enough. Uh, so 50 watts uh, FM from a vertical antenna. Tried to get somebody in. Got hold of a friend on Facebook and then got a QSO. Uh, so, so that worked. Uh, and also got a second award that I didn't even bother putting up here. Uh, first best in class in Seeker Worldwide SSB contest in Norway. And that class, I got 90 points, which consists of a few QSOs. And I believe I'm the only in that class as well, which was uh, <laughs> uh, QRT 15 meters or something. Uh, <laughs> so it's so fun. They send out diplomas for everybody. So it's like uh, a participation trophy when you're like in the kindergarten or something like, hey, you won. <laughs> and of course, some people that do like amazing things with millions of points. Um, so I think, but, was... but you're you're not necessarily a big contest station because you get one of those awards, though. No, uh, I've seen everywhere on Facebook and uh, Twitter this week uh, people short sharing them. I mean, some of them have some really cool results. So, yeah, um, I should try that one. So that sounds like fun to try and uh, see what, how many points you can rack up. Yeah, um, I have a printed one as well, but that was actually for a good result. Uh, that was for a bigger class. Yeah. So, what, what radio did you bring on the mountain? Uh, on this one, first, uh, both of them, I used uh, X6100. Oh, right. And yeah. ground plane antenna. Uh, so, um, so not not your, as, as a segue to our topic, not your uh, modified G90 then? No, but I had to do a field repair on this first summit. Uh, and that's the video I showed you in the, uh, that I posted in Discord. Uh, can just see there. There's uh, my antenna is fully set up. Everything is ready, and then suddenly everything fell down, uh, and that was then vertical antenna wire snapping. Wow. Yeah, which is really fun on a cold day on a on a mountain. Uh, <laughs> so that was. Uh, uh, so if we want to segue into that segment. That was uh, wire tying, which works yeah. really nice. But uh, <laughs> that is also part of the hobby, though. And um, uh, before we get going on our subject, I want to remind you guys that we have a giveaway today, or we have three giveaways, actually. So um, I'm going to fire up the StreamYard giveaway tool, um, if I can find it here. And uh, we're going to put a code word that you have to slip in the chat the next, uh, let's say, the next... 20 minutes for people to put it in. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I'm just going to find the link here. Uh, there we go. And um, let's... Um, I'm going to be uh, going to be really nice here since uh, Christex sponsored 
the uh, the giveaway. We're gonna have a really nice code word here. Nice. And that's uh, hashtag Christek. I'm not really sure if they ship outside of Norway. I would guess they, they do not ship outside of Norway, but uh, we ship outside of Norway. So um, yeah. And he sponsored four kits to me, so um, I got to give him some value here. Yeah, that was a fun, uh, fun little stream. It was uh, fun to see you soldier around there and learn. Yeah, and I hope someone actually managed to receive something on these radios. Uh, and um, let's see if I can make a pretty banner here. Uh, we actually got one more subject before I get to the topic, though. Uh, um, Bob, because we're going to present a channel as well. Yeah, I can uh, I can do that. Uh, I, of course, could have uh, prepared something, but uh, me being me, I prepared nothing but a small banner. Um, this is uh, Jill, uh, or as we would probably call him, Jill, uh, with one L, the radio prepper. There's a French guy. He does uh, all sorts you, of... You are aware that you can actually share the YouTube channel on screen? Mm, I am not aware. Um, if you... Pull that up in uh, in a separate window, or should I do it? No, no, I I can uh, remove that tab and I see, so I, I'm okay. I will share that window. Uh, how do we do that again? It's a we good thing we are I professionals. Yeah, Prof professional amateurs, presenters. And, and while you do that, I'm gonna. That was not the right banner. Let's uh, or the right way to show that banner. So uh, there we go. Yeah. Yep. Let me, uh, as the only American here, let me pronounce that correctly. Radio Prepia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has some, uh, uh, when I made my NFED halfway with 491 Transformer, that's the guy's, uh, or his uh, build guide that I followed. So he uh, has some really nice videos. He does, and he touches on many different subjects. And that, that, these videos, they're, they're never... You never know what he's going to do next, and uh, this the, it doesn't get boring. So yeah, subscribe to Gel, uh, and uh, yeah, you you won't be uh, disappointed. It, it is a great. It was one of the first ham radio channels that I came across when uh, when I started looking at the hobby. Great, great channel. I've been a, a subscriber for a long time. I really like. Um, he has some older uh, surplus military radios, that type of thing too. That's kind of what drew drew me to him. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Great, great guy. Uh, Bob, one thing. Uh, could you please just uh, show our viewers how you can press the subscribe button since you haven't? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would just like to point out, uh, for the, I, I will show how to subscribe. Of course, you find this icon and you click here. Uh, I will also show that when I switch uh, uh, channel to my own account. I am in fact subscribed. Yeah. Ah. So yeah. And and the, the, there's a funny thing though. You could do exactly the same on our channels and the European Hammer Show as well. Yep, that <laughs> works. To try it out. It's gonna make you happy, as the ape says. <laughs> so and I, I see a lot of our viewers have actually been subscribed to Jill for uh, Jill for a while. Um, so uh, I mean, it's. He is. He makes good content, and it's so nice that it's it's a it's European content, not anything bad about the North American uh, content. But uh, there is a lot more 
U.S. content than European content on YouTube. Hey, I don't, I've, you're you're singing to the choir, as we say here. I, you guys know how I feel about American YouTubers, but the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we should we should try and uh, reach out to him and see if he wants to come on the show. I that, that think that I've seen he's been on a, a couple of others, and I think that would be uh, great fun. He would be a great guest. I actually reached out to him when uh, I was uh, trying to do a series on how to get licensed in different countries. And uh, I thought he could talk about France, but uh, he actually has a converted U.S. license. So uh, he couldn't answer anything about the, about the French licensing system. He, he is also not uh, extremely impressed with the French authorities, I think. It doesn't sound like it in some of his videos. Um. <laughs> You know, when you look at the banner of his um, of his channel, that's an American flag. The uh, "Don't Tread on Me," the the, the snake. <laughs> it's like yep. that's like real common with American preppers and American military. You know. Hmm. Yep. Guys. I think he actually had a, a completely different, uh, complete episode uh, or a complete uh, video on that uh, logo because uh, some uh, attributed some meaning to that that he didn't mean to convey. So yeah. He uh, he actually he's got a disclaimer on his uh, on the start of his videos about that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and uh, forty five auto loves all his ham tubers equally, and that's good. Uh, forty five. That's the way we want it to be. But, uh, we we want to we want to focus a little bit on the European ham tubers on this channel. So um, uh, and then we'll do one, two, five, ten I'm, U.S. I'm the only American ham tuber on this channel, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm sure we could let in some Canadians or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then again, on to the topic after 30 minutes. Um, because um, yeah. I show is almost this. over, but hey, come on. <laughs> because at least I had the experience when I started in the hobby that I'm just going to buy ready-made equipment and uh, that's going to be it. Uh, I'm never going to build anything. <laughs> and... Um, then I started building an antenna, and my first antenna was actually a two meter, seventy centimeter uh, Yagi, hmm. a two band Yagi. <laughs> so I mean, I, I set the bar pretty high, and then you, when you make that happen, you kind of want to build more things, and you want to build more things, and you want to fix things, you want to modify things, and then it turns out that your hundred watt HF radio does not go past uh, seven, seven point. Uh, one megahertz on sideband or anything actually so you need to mars mod that not with an axo but someone else mods his radio with ax an axo and then then it kind of it, it becomes that snowball where you some, suddenly want to build make modify things just for the purpose of building it at least that's the way i feel um how about you guys yeah for me i had like no when I started the hobby, I had no knowledge, basically, of what the hobby was. Uh, so I didn't even uh, really want to make stuff, but I did. And I always like, like I, I came into this from actually knowing something about electronics before then. But that's eight years ago, so I've forgotten almost everything. Um, but my, like my first antenna, I think that was a ground plane for two meter for a... Um, for my UV5R, which was the first radio I bought. Uh, and then some other, like the first HF antennas I bought, they were horrible. Like they really didn't work as specified. Uh, mostly because I mounted them wrong, but that's something else. Um, 
and uh, so I built my own instead, like simple vertical antennas and dipoles and stuff like that. And that was really fun. Like that really brought into me like that, hey, I built this and I can talk to somebody somewhere else. That uh, That's something that yeah. still impresses me when I build something simple out of the wire, that it's actually, I can talk to somebody on the other side of the world. Yeah, with something you made yourself out of scrap parts. Yeah, something that looks kind of dodgy, but isn't because it's actually sound mechanic or sound engineering. It is fun. Yeah, it is. Uh, and uh, Walt, I mean, you've made a channel out of building antennas. Yeah, I've built a couple. Um, <laughs> I, you know what? It's to me, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I mentioned this in the video I just put up this morning at the end. Um, I'm somewhat an appliance operator, I guess you would say. The cool thing about ham radio, and that's what I was mentioning, is there's something for everybody. If you want to be a builder, you just want to you just want to buy everything in the store and use it. If you're in the VHF, if you're in the UHF, if you're in the, you know, if you're an IT guy and you're into, you know, digital stuff or whatever is there or whatever, um, I like building antennas for the biggest reason I like that is, I, and I like low power is because I really enjoy the, the science of what's going on with the ionosphere and skip, you know what I mean? And then and, and the maximum usable frequency, everything that's going on with it. So for me, building antennas kind of gets me closer to that. Than anything else because a different antenna for you know for different propagation for different things whatever so yeah i love building i love building antennas i will tell you this when i was 13 years old i built my first shortwave radio from a kit though and learned how to solder and uh it's still a wonder that it worked but it worked i mean and uh, <laughs> you know, i haven't built any honestly anything i, I mean i've I Mars modded my G90 myself, which was easy. I could have done that with an axe too, but if I needed to. But uh, yeah, that was easy to do. But um, I have built. Uh, matter of fact, I, I built this a year or two ago. Was the uh, but this really? I hate to say, is not really good. This is the uh, Microbitix, the version uh, six. You guys, uh, there, there's a new version out now. But uh, I built that. But the board was already soldered on that. That was basically just. I, like a snap, you know, you guys, when we were kids, you buy a snap together model. You didn't have to use glue. It was, mm -hmm. That was, but the, yeah. But, but I mean, I mean that, that radio is built to be modded though. Uh, yeah. Both, both I, I, software wise yeah. and hardware wise. Yeah. But this thing works good. I mean, I put it together, fired it up and um, I might mm. play with this tonight. I'm going to keep it out. Um, it's a great radio. I enjoyed that. But uh, yeah, that I think honestly, you know, it's talking about building. I think, Building antennas right now, as as the hobby has evolved and, and everyone's got, you know, I got a FT891, I've got an ICOM, I've got this, whatever. It's really building antennas is the, probably the biggest build part of our hobby, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. abs abs absolutely. And uh, it's, I mean, once you figure out that, uh, that store-bought antennas aren't really made out of magic dust, Mm. Uh, they're actually made out of physics and wire and things you actually have lying around your home. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're not always that well built either. So uh, you can actually build something better for less money. And once you realize that you're, at least I was hooked on building antennas then. 
I actually have some antennas made from uh, magic dust. They usually come from China or uh, eBay and uh, the likes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so but not every antenna is made from magic dust, clearly. Yeah, but I, I guess that like the building radio part for me has never been that interesting. It's too much work and it requires like too much um, test equipment that I don't have. For me to be able to trust the radio doesn't send any spurious stuff out or anything like that. I would have to, if I build something, I would have to be very sure that it's actually good enough to use as well. Yeah, uh, I've just built one radio here, and that's uh, the Pixie, which me and Tobias built on stream. Hmm. Um, mine does not work. I've removed the solder bridge, but I haven't tested it since I did that. I just removed the solder bridge and put it back on the shelf. Uh, once I learn CW, though, um, that's going to be a whole different story. And just a reminder, guys, put uh, there's there's a ticker going down here. Put uh, hashtag Chris Tech in the chat, and you can win. win. I'll, I'll go again. Put hashtag Chris Tech in the chat, and you can win one out of three of these FM radio kits. And we have seven entries and 26 people watching. Uh, come on, guys. Uh, we got to spread the odds out a little bit more for, for the guys uh, that uh, wants to win one. So well, I, think, uh, just... I think most are waiting for the giveaway of uh, Tobias's new uh, radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, speaking about billing, though, you built one of those radios you showed yourself, Tobias, and that is actually impressive. Uh, the uh, the QMX, you mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the um, QMX. The... As I said, the video is coming out uh, Monday, I think 6 p.m. I set it uh, to go live and then you can see me how I stumbled and fumbled. I mean, it's not a build video. It's more or less a recap of all the issues I had building building it. But um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's a fun fun kit. And uh, yeah, I, I recommend kit building to anybody. You should probably not start right straight away with the QMX because that's a bit more challenging. Um, yeah, but uh, start with some easier kits and then work your way upwards if you like it. And uh, as you already said, antennas are really a very good starting point because there are no small SMD components that you could in inhale or something. You just, you know, get some wires, <laughs> some uh, screws that don't rust. You know, you can all, yeah, to do it with bigger hands and also with, not with the best eyes. So, yeah, antenna building is definitely a, a good start. Except if you're trying for the K6 Air K and fed halfway because that has a really small surface mounted capacitor. Mm. You know, you, you've learned surface mounted uh, soldering now, haven't you, Morten? You, you've managed that, um, um, that uh, radio on the chip? Quite yeah, I managed that radio on the chip that uh, hopefully a lot more than the seven people who have entered the giveaway here uh, wants to try because um, I guess someone's got to do that better than I did. But um, seriously, though, it was not hard. Uh, it was a bit scary. I did it live on YouTube the first uh, first time I tried it. And, um, and it was actually, uh, actually pretty easy. So... Um, Absolutely, uh, absolutely not that scary as I thought it was. And I don't really think that's the problem with the radio. I think the problem is that it's just not a good enough receiver to receive uh, FM radios broadcasts from abroad, actually, because uh, we are um, we're in an FM-less country here. Yeah, there's only local stations and they are not 
very strong. I guess there's not very much close to you either. Not not really. So, um, but I figured out which pin is the antenna pin. So I might just put mm -hmm. uh, a Dupont connector and a piece of uh, tuned wire on it and see if that helps. Can you do like DX FM, like a Voltos DX AM radio? Yes, you can. And I've yeah. I've I've been thinking about that. Speaking about building stuff, I've been thinking about building a, a broadcast band uh, FM uh, Yagi. Um, I'll tell you that's that's a summertime thing. Sporadic yep. here in the states. Um, mm -hmm. In the summertime, you could be driving down the road here in Virginia, and you pick up Minnesota, and it sounds like a Virginia station, crystal clear, and it'll it'll sound wonderful for 20, 30 minutes, and then just disappear. And it's yep. tropo, tropo, and sporadic E in the heat mm -hmm. of the summer here. That happens a lot, a whole lot. Uh, because a lot of Americans listen to FM radio, you know, in our cars or whatever. Um, but that happens, man, I, I, every year that happens to me. It really does. So that would be something, like you said, with the Yagi, you're pointing it in, down into, you know, into Europe from where you're yep. at in the summer. I bet you would really pick up some stuff. I'm I'm hoping so. And then put it on an SDR and just uh, record everything. Uh, Thinking about getting circular, you know, they, they have an omnidirectional FM antennas for FM uh, broadcast radio. I was thinking about getting one of those this summer and running it into my SDR and then recording, let the SDR run all day long. And then in the evening, go back, you know, I know the frequencies that are local. When I, I'll just scan through it real quick. When I see the waterfall pop up and see mm -hmm. something happening, I'll go listen to that. I know a lot of FM DXers in the States, that's how they get log, you know, stations in the log. They actually go back after they record the waterfall the band for the whole day and then go back and just look when they see yep. the sporadic E or the, or the prop of when it pops up. I was thinking mm -hmm. about doing that. And, and I actually follow some user on Twitter. I think it's AM FM DX Arlen. I think it is uh, some Irish guys and they put out what they can hear on, uh, on Tropo and sporadic E and it's impressive. Sometimes the stuff they can actually hear. Mm. Um, we're, Four minutes away from our giveaway now. Um, let's just put that up again. Um, hashtag Chris Tech in the chat. We're sh we ship worldwide. So if you're not in Norway, don't worry about it. I'll I'll put it in an envelope and send it to you. Um, and um, your chance to win an awesome, easy-to-build FM receiver uh, kit here. Uh, we have eight entries. We have 26 people watching, and we're giving away three of this radio. So um, right now, the odds are pretty good for the eight entries we have. So uh, put Crestic in the chat, and if you, if you win and don't want it, just have it forward, and we'll do another drawing. So uh, no risk in uh, entering the uh, giveaway. Uh, so um, please, please, guys, a little bit more than eight people. I think hoping for at least 12. Let's see if we have 12 people in the chat. We can join as well. Uh, we could do that. I see that more people are joining at the moment. So uh, we have nine. Come on, guys. Let's put it up to 12 and see what happens. You know you know what? If, if, if you don't uh, put uh, Chris Tech, hashtag, uh, Hashmark uh, Chris Tech in the comments, we're going to play Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we shouldn't do that, though, because that would... Uh, Perhaps give us a copyright strike on YouTube. Um, You're not I, I, I have an even worse uh, threat. I will sing one of my songs. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, oh, have them rolling in. Yeah. <laughs> Again, there we go. But but uh, back to back to the topic a little bit here though because um, because I'm thinking a little bit here. Um, I've got a lot of old radios in the shack and I haven't been able to fix them all. But mm. the first thing I do when I get an older radio is just to open it up and see uh, if uh, if everything looks all right in it. Mm. Uh, don't know if you guys do the same. Um, sometimes. Yeah, Tobias, when he was uh, talking earlier, he, he mentioned um, recapping. I've got like three different older rigs that all they need is a recap. And it's something I want to do. I just time, you know, not having the time to do it. But I have two 10-tech Scout 555s, the 50-watt 10-tech. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. It's American-made radios. They yeah. have little modules that slide in and out. I've got all the modules and everything. They receive well, but when you power up to transmit... Do they just die? They need to be, and it's it's a capacity issue, a capacitor issue. They need to be recapped. Got them that to do it. As a matter of fact, I've got that. this one right here needs a recap. This is my um, older uh, um, Yesu uh, was an FT seven four seven whatever. That that radio will somewhat receive, not well, won't transmit, and I'm sure it's just a recap. I mean, that's something that's a lot of people. I, you know, you see a lot of stuff out there, older stuff that's really cheap. If you've got the time and the skill set and can go through and find the capacitors to redo it, that's a pretty easy, I guess, a good start to building. I, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I would call that an easy task. I think uh, that is a task that really requires a German. Because uh, I saw the note <laughs> that uh, Tobias made when he uh, when he did his uh, radio. And there, there are quite a lot of capacitors in even a small radio. You have to make sure you get the right ones. You have to get the right uh, capacitance, the right the voltage. You have to get the polarity right. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of details work. And if, if you, um, I'm going to be careful, if you F up, as they say, uh, just one single thing and you put the power back on, it's gone. So yeah. I, I wouldn't, I'm not sure I would call that easy. I, I, I think I'd rather send a radio to Tobias for him to do it than try to do it myself. What, what, what's, what's your address, uh, Tobias, in case some of our viewers needs to, to have a recap at uh, radio? I guess it depends on the radio. We have something like the IC2E, yeah, that I tried, this little two-meter ICOM. Uh, that I would not recommend that for a beginner because uh, you, I could not even get it apart because there were no connectors to disconnect. You had to manually desolder 20 wires in order to even flip it open and and go to the get to the PCB. So, but I mean, a, one, a few of the older radios, like the um, I think the two meter radio that's still uh, standing here uh, from my dad. I think that would be a pretty easy recap because it was not uh, a single densely populated PCB, but in the, in the olden times, they built it like individual smaller PCBs that were connected with wire. And if you take your time and do one PCB at a time, and there's plenty of space in there. So uh, for that radio, I would say, yeah, everybody c could do that. But uh, as you said, you have to put in the time and effort to, to get the components. And I'm usually so lazy. I, I don't want to count how many electrolytic uh, capacitors do I need? You know, I just buy 10 or 20 of every size and then start. Jeff in the comments brings a good point. I was, I should have said that too. There's a lot of recap kits out there, cap kits. If you, 
you know, at least for us. Yeah, that's also. that's right. For the yep. I think for the TS50, I got a, a, a kit just uh, from eBay. I was just uh, yeah, all the capacitors, the correct size, the correct uh, correct voltage. Um, so that was uh, made it much easier, and I could focus on not messing up with soldering, because the capacitors are already the right size. <laughs> right. And yeah. um, I see we're at a point where we should do the drawing. Uh, we have twelve entries. Uh, we'll give you guys, if you want to put hashtag Christek in the chat, we'll give you fifteen more seconds to do that, and then we'll do the drawing for three FM radio kits. And that's a good chance to actually build and make something and uh, feel good about yourself uh, once you've done that. Well, that depends if it works or not. Uh, you, you can still feel good about yourself for making it halfway work. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I, I do. <laughs> well, yours uh, is uh, playing static. And, uh, it's, it's playing static, and it, uh, it didn't actually play static very well before I removed the solder bridge in it. So um, <laughs> um, I I've, I've managed to troubleshoot a little bit, but let's see here. It's a pretty good chance. It's a one in three chance to uh, one in four chance to win one of those kits. So let's draw the first one and see who wins that. And you can still enter though, if you haven't entered yet, uh, there's still possibilities to enter. Um, Terry. G7WRS, congratulations. Um, either send us an email, cq at hamshow.eu, or um, or join our Discord and send us a message there, and uh, we'll get this in the mail sometime during the week. Uh, still a chance if you want to enter, still a chance to, uh, to enter the contest. We're going to do another draw here now and uh, see who wins the second kit. I'm so excited. This is awesome. Now this is awesome. Being able to give away stuff. Yep. Let's see. Jeff, congratulations, hey. Jeff. Hey. You've been a longtime supporter of uh, at least both my channel and the European Ham Radio Show, and I guess some of the other channels. So uh, well-deserved, Jeff. Well-deserved. Uh, and one more one more kit to uh, to draw, and let's see who wins the last one. Let's see how far we can spread them out geographically. Stuart. Yeah, Stuart it was. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So uh, three kits given away. Um, and I hope, um, I know at least Stuart's got a YouTube channel, so maybe he can make it work and uh, put it out on, uh, on YouTube and uh, show how this works. And we're going to have, Stuart, oh, oh, Stuart oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, the last person here is not winning. Uh, I just pressed the wrong button here. So, um, so sorry, Shane. Sorry, you Shane, did not you're win. unlucky. Oh. I, I am so sorry. I pressed the wrong button, but... Um, yeah. Where, where's the exit button here? Top left, right? <laughs> that, that, that is the correct uh, button. Sorry, Shane. <laughs> yeah, Stuart. I'm glad Stuart won. Stuart and I live in the same city. We both live in Portsmouth, so that's great. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, speaking about giveaways, though, uh, there is a chance to... Uh, Sorry about that. Uh, there is a chance to win something else. Um, once either this channel has 500 subs, my channel has 2,500 subs, or my channel has 20 members, uh, I will be giving away an AL705 Magloop uh, featured in videos such as Magloops are for masochists and how to make 
a single uh, FD8 QSO in a hotel room in 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that bag loop's been around the world. Yeah, and um, and we, I mean, both me and Walt have owned this Magloop. So um, you're I getting a Mag Magloop. Magloop to Hawaii. They went to Hawaii with me. Um, Wisconsin. I got a video in a hotel in Wisconsin with it um, on the beach in um, Virginia Beach on the uh, boardwalk, the seawall here in Portsmouth, Virginia. And then you took it. You kind of traveled with it too, didn't you? Up when you were you were working well, and traveling. In a yeah, I I, I, um, I had uh, a certification class in Oslo, so I traveled the whole amazing distance of uh, about 110 kilometers north with it. So that antenna has traveled further than any of the signals sent from it. Yeah. This is how you make contact. You just ship the complete antenna, right? <laughs> it's on the video too. If you want to see it, uh, my Magloop on the beach video. I had um, I had some Europe, uh, Virginia Beach to Europe uh, QSOs. One of them, it was with uh, Uncle Gunter. Uncle G is in that Ooh. video. That Magloop. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've had. On that that exact Magloop, I uh, actually it wasn't the exact antenna featured in the Magloops are from Masterkits video because that was another AL705. But um, on this antenna, I've had one QSO, and I think that was Bulgaria on FD8. Yeah, uh, that was so sad about last year. I went uh, down to Germany, uh, right next to Uncle Gunter, but we didn't meet, uh, manage to meet up. So like we planned to meet up, but then nothing worked out. So. <laughs> But he he still talked about it about you in his uh, YouTube channel though that he oh, yes. uh, he he got a email from a famous ham tuber. Yeah, <laughs> before I was famous. Yeah, um, that's uh, still before if you get an email from me. <laughs> so, uh, but but I mean, um, I'm not going to say we're famous though because I don't think there's a way of becoming famous in ham radio YouTube. So. Uh, <laughs> Infamous, maybe infamous. Yeah. Yes, I was oh, going to oh, say notorious, notorious, notorious. That's yeah. not to say. But uh, yeah, I'm, you mentioned some like tiny components uh, earlier, like that. Uh, I did that Mars mode bolt on the G90, as you recommended to me, uh, and that capacitor was tiny, or whatever it was I removed. Uh, yeah, it was. I, I like. I, I've seen it on videos, and it looked really big, and in real life, it was like a speck of dust. Yeah, well, the G90 is a lot smaller than it looks in any video or picture. Everyone, you look at it and you're thinking yeah. big as a FT891, but it's like that. You know what I mean? It's a small radio. It really is. Yeah. The first time I saw a G90, I was just amazed on how small it was. Yeah. yeah. And like that is not an easy radio to recap. Like it's not the first thing you start fixing. The G90. No. Yeah, G90, yeah. Oh, the, for the price of the recap, you could just go buy a brand new G90. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, is, um, uh, but, but, um, I lost my train of thought, so never mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, okay. I'll show a picture. I'll, I'll show a picture of a, yeah. a, a pending repair job if I can uh, figure it out. And I, I just got back on track. Um, I was going to say about tiny components, though. Uh, when I Mars mothered the, ICOM 706, I found some pictures on, uh, I think it was uh, uh, Albanian website, uh, Croatian, Albanian, uh, somewhere uh, down. Oh, I seem so, 
so uh, Scandinavia centric here now, but <laughs> some somewhere down there. Um, and there were some pictures on on the uh, diodes you had to remove. Remove, and I mean, it looked manageable when you looked at the pictures. Um, turned out that uh, I needed a ham that was better at soldering than me and a microscope in order to uh, to do that mod because that that diode was. It was so tiny that I couldn't see it once it was removed. I, I think, um, yeah, that's, I, I would rather have one tiny diode that's easily accessible than the, the job of uh, wide banding the 991. Because uh, I, I think I've talked about this before, but you peel that radio like an onion, do you get to the core of it? It's so many parts that I have to remove a top right, bottom, uh, and you just peel and peel and peel all till you get all the way into the guts of the radio. And there's that little small. Uh, uh, solder bridge or or zero ohms uh, resistor that you have to remove. Um, so yeah, um, I, I'd take easily accessible like the G90 at least this uh, with a big arrow. So, yeah, but um, yeah. like uh, I disassembled my Yasu FT2DE uh, handy truck and uh, it needed repair. Like there was a gasket on the side on the push to talk button that had torn up in some reason. So that was quite simple. Got a new part of eBay and then had to open it. And then it turned out you need a special screw, an M2.5, and it had to be 25 millimeters long to open the radio. You, you don't have that? Uh, no. I have uh, a drawer of these. Yes, uh, <laughs> they, they are sold by RC car stores. Uh, <laughs> but uh, in any case, like that, I read that repair manual and that was designed for people or to scare people away from opening it right. like you you didn't yep. really need that screw uh you needed something similar to it or just the stick uh to open it <laughs> um so that radio i've opened twice uh or three times uh, one was to remove some diode that had to fall off uh and uh, then uh, one for the push, push talk and one when i broke the antenna mount um Oh, but that, that 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 is a radio that is really really poorly built for the price you pay for it though. Uh, yes. Or, or the, the radio, I'm not going to use poorly built because it's properly built, but it's really fragile. I mean, it's that resistive touch screen on that radio. Uh, what were they thinking? It that, is appalling. Yeah. It's uh, and even when it gets cold, like even like minus 10 15, then the, it just freezes up. So it's uh, it is um, radio that you get to practice repairing if you use it harshly. If you use yeah. it like if it's just standing on your desk, it's really fine, but if you bring it outdoors, like everything breaks outdoors, and uh, and I, I was thinking about bringing that radio to the poda today since it has aprs but uh no uh, i'm not taking that outside so i ended up taking the retivis rt3s instead yeah. uh and i didn't even end up using it because um because we didn't have a need to do any two meter things yeah. Yeah, i actually destroyed uh um ham radio uh once uh, by uh frequently opening it and closing it so let me show you uh where's the right button here uh i had one of I'll, these tiny hang on i'll just uh, uh make you bigger hmm. 
Yeah, I had one of these uh, standard C508s that was a really tiny 2 meter 70 centimeter radio and it was powered by two AA batteries. And uh, I really, uh, well, cryptic menu because it just had a uh, alphanumeric uh, LCD display. And um, yeah, I uh, at at the time I wanted to have a connector for uh, TNC for packet radio, so that was somehow shoot, sh- shoehorned in. Um, but over over the years, I've opened it two or three times, and in the end, I uh, I, I destroyed it because I think uh, there was a flat rid- ribbon cable between the two PCBs, and uh, at some point it was uh, completely uh, knackered, and of course uh, it was out of product- production at the time, so you couldn't get any replacement parts. So this one unfortunately died. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's also in, in a way sad story because that was a nice small um, two meter seventy centimeter radio. But yeah, that, that can also happen when you are not these, careful. <laughs> and and, and uh, when I when I look at that radio device, um, I wish I become a ham earlier because now all radios look the same. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Uh, hang on a second. Let me. Uh, I just found this uh, website. Uh, yeah, and it, uh, they also have yeah, uh, just to get you an idea, yeah. And I think one of these ribbon cables or the connector in one of the ribbon cables da- uh, was broken, so uh, I tried to manually, you know, replace the ribbon cable with individual cables, but of course it did not work. <laughs> but that was, yeah. But just to give you an impression, that is. Uh... I, I have to say, these ribbon cables—that's the most scary bit for me to, when I take uh, yeah. take electronics apart. I'm always scared to uh, to break uh, one of these uh, ribbon cables. So. Mm. Yeah, and as as you know, I almost destroyed my uh, 705 as well. Yeah, when taking the LCD display off. Yeah, because there was also a ribbon cable, um, and I think all the ribbon cables in the 705 are just you just push them in. There is no lock or unlock lever, but the one on the LCD display was a different kind of built, <laughs> and it looked as if it had a lever, but it was not a lever. And when I pried. Came apart. <laughs> uh, and on, on, on that note, and um, remembering that we're encouraging people to uh, build, repair, modify stuff here. Uh, yeah, we should stop need... on my failures and focus on the success <laughs> stories. So it, it does not. It does not need to uh, to go badly because um, I built an antenna on Friday, and that made the best poda ever. So, guys, start out with antennas and not modifying ICOM seven hundred fives. Yep. Uh, and on that note, um, see you guys next week. Uh, we don't know what to talk about, but join our Discord, um, hamshow.eu slash Discord, and there's a suggestions channel there. Uh, if you want us to talk about anything, if you want to have some guests, if you want to be a guest on the show, uh, uh, join us. It's a friendly community. And no sad hams there. So um, we're a friendly, helpful community. Um, on that note... But at least we're friendly. Yeah. I think yeah. we're pretty helpful as well, actually. Yeah. Well, we try. We try. Um, yeah. And uh, on that note, uh, see you guys next week. Um, remember to subscribe to, to our channel, to our five guys. We have channels, every one of us, if you're not subscribed. And uh, 7-3. Maybe a quick uh, shout out to yeah. uh, DX Commander and to Stu. I think there's a video coming out from them too where he presents uh, Station Commander at, uh, I think, uh, 11, so in an hour. So maybe you want to dial in if you're still awake.
Yeah, and have a look again been. at uh, Station Commander. Stu's a great Stage, guy Station, in the software. Station, ma Station Master, isn't it? Master, right. I, yeah. I already mixed it up. Commander and Master, right? <laughs> and uh, St Stu's also been a guest on our show talking about uh, exactly. that. So uh, check out our back catalog. And I think that's so far back that that's on my channel. So that gives you an excuse to subscribe to my channel as well. On that oh. note, 7-3, thank Nicely you for done. watching. <laughs> Bye, guys. 7-3. <laughs> Have a good one.